with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Part of what I posted on our church's Facebook page was this. Nehemiah, whose name means Jehovah Comforts, is a type of the Holy Spirit who is the Comforter. And like Nehemiah of old, our Comforter, the Holy Spirit, comes alongside to help us rebuild what has been broken down. There are three things that Nehemiah encouraged the people to do in the face of opposition committed to discourage God's people in the rebuilding process. The first thing he encouraged them to do was to be armed and ready. Be armed and ready. He stationed people by families and he told them to have spears and to have swords in hand. They were to be armed and ready. And secondly, he encouraged them by saying, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And thirdly, he instructed them to fight. Say fight. Today I want to focus on the power of remembrance. What we just finished exercising through partaking of the Lord's Supper through communion is we exercise the power of remembrance. We call to mind what Jesus did for us on the cross. And when we commemorate communion here at CWC Life, we're doing more than committing or exercising a ritual act. We believe that as we, as we were encouraged, come to God in faith, and we look to what Jesus did in faith for us, that the Holy Spirit makes real what Jesus made possible. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit makes real what Jesus made possible when we exercise the power of remembrance. Now, looking back to what is stated in Nehemiah 4.14, we note that Nehemiah told the people, Remember the Lord great and awesome. Remember the Lord great and awesome. Let me ask you today, how many of you find yourself having a hard time remembering? Yeah, how many of you uh, have walked from one room to another and as you began that venture, you knew what you were going after, but as soon as you stepped into the room where you knew the thing was, you forgot what you were there to get. All right, I'm encouraged because it's not just old people raising their hand. There's some young people. All right, all right. (laughs) An elderly man moved into a retirement community. It wasn't long until he had made a number of friends among the other residents. There was one lady he was especially attracted to, and she was attracted to him also. They spent a lot of time together. Finally, one evening, he proposed, asking her to marry him. The next morning, he woke up remembering his proposal, but he couldn't remember her answer. 
So he went to her and said, I'm really embarrassed to admit this, but I know I proposed to you last night, but I can't remember if you said yes or no. Oh, thank goodness, she replied. I remembered saying yes to someone last night, but I couldn't remember who asked me. (laughs) So let me ask you, how good is your memory? How good is your memory? Again, do you walk into a room and forget why you came into into that room in the first place? We memorize things uh, in school for tests, but soon we forget afterward. Human beings have an amazing propensity to forget things. And with the amount of information that demands our attention today, we are struggling to retain information and have an increasingly short attention span. This tendency to forget is also seen in our spiritual lives. So it's important that we heed. When I say heed, I mean pay attention to and apply the Bible's encouragement to remember what God has done for us. In Deuteronomy, it says in Deuteronomy 4.9, Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Why this emphasis on remembering? Because fully trusting and obeying God, even in the midst of the most difficult times, takes remembering with whom we have a relationship. When there is sickness, financial struggle, or any other calamity that comes with living in a fallen world, we must remember what God has already done in our lives. Testimonies are a powerful way to remember and reflect on what God has done in our lives and the lives in others, of others in our community of faith. And again, Nehemiah told the people, remember. Can you say that? Remember. This word for remember in Hebrew is our car, our car. It means to remember, recall, call to mind. To remember, recall, call to mind. So I want to encourage you today to do several things. First of all, I want to encourage you to exercise the power of recall. Exercise the power of recall. David did this before he faced Goliath. He exercised the power of recall. When he came before King Saul, he told him in 1 Samuel 17, verses 34 through 37. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has both killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies. Of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. Before David faced this nine and a half foot giant, 
He recalled that God had already empowered him and enabled him to defeat a lion and a bear. He recalled that God in his past had proven to be faithful. And let me tell you something today. When you recount what God has done for you in your past, it helps you count on God in the present. When you recount what God has done for you in the past, it helps you count on God in the present. This is why the devil wants you to suffer in silence. Because he knows if you start opening up your mouth and testifying to yourself of what God has already done for you, you're not going to stay in that misery. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I want to know, has God brought you through some stuff in 2022? Did God walk with you in the valley? Did God help you through in time of sickness? Did did God deliver you when you found yourself between a rock and a hard place? I know in my life there were some trials that I faced. There was some trouble I encountered. But I'm still here because God sustained. God strengthened. God shielded. God supported me. And when you tell yourself what he has done, it builds in you the faith to believe he's still going to do what he's done and even more in your life. Michelle Johnson writes this. Sometimes we need to take a look at where we've been with God to really understand his faithfulness and love for us. She was staying with her son at the hospital following a serious surgery. On that particular morning, she was exhausted by their stay, and her steps were slow as she walked to the cafeteria for breakfast. But while waiting on the elevator, she realized she was on the sixth floor. The view out the window of the concrete roof held special significance. It was the one she'd seen many times before because it was the same view for the six weeks she had seen after her car wreck. The doctor said that she would never walk normally. She'd have arthritis within a year and she'd have to have a hip replacement within five years. None of that happened. 35 years later, the memories of God's faithfulness during those days moved her to tears. And then she writes, do you need a reminder of his faithfulness today? Wouldn't it be cool if we would sit down with some of the men and women in the Bible and talk about their memories of times with God? Wouldn't it be awesome to hear Joseph's rendition of the events that took him from a dreary prison cell to the palace? Or from Daniel as he told how a faithful God kept him alive and unharmed during an entire night in a den of lions? What if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could show us the clothes they wore in the fiery furnace without a burn or scorch mark on them or even the aroma of smoke? She continues, sometimes in the busyness of life, we forget to remember his faithfulness. Do you need to look back? And remember what he's done for you? Do you need to share those memories with your children, grandchildren, or others who need to hear them? 
I'm so grateful. I can look back and remember where I've been with him and know that the God who was faithful in the past will also be faithful in the future. Did you hear that? The God who was faithful in the past will also be faithful in the future. So I want to encourage you today to exercise the power of recall. Recall to mind what God already did for you. Recall to mind what God delivered you from in 2022 as you proceed in 2023. Now, watch this. To remember what God has done will dismember fear. Let me say that again. To remember what God has done will dismember fear. What do you mean? Dismember means to amputate, to cut off. So if you want to defeat fear, remember what God has done. In fact, this was the instruction of the Lord to His people in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 16 through 18. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verses 16 through 18. Also, you shall destroy all the peoples whom the Lord your God delivers over to you. Your eyes shall have no pity on them, nor shall you serve their gods, for that will be a snare or trap to you. If you should say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them. Watch this. But you shall remember well what the Lord God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. So this is a delivered people that God has delivered from and now was delivering to. He delivered them from the hand of Pharaoh and from the house of bondage in Egypt. And now he was delivering them to the land of promise. But as they're going into the land of promise, they would have to confront enemies. They would have to confront the squatters in the land. And there would be a tendency as they saw these enemies being out, uh, outmanning them and outarming them. There would be a tendency to give room to fear. Therefore, they're given this instruction. When fear starts to rise in you, God says, I want you to remember. I want you to remember well what I did to Pharaoh and what I did for you in the land of Egypt. And what did he do? He sent ten plagues. And did you know that every one of those plagues that he sent was actually an assault against the gods that Egypt served? God proved through the manifestation and the exercise of those plagues that their gods could not stand against his power. And God was saying to them, there is no nothing that the pagans worship that I cannot confront and defeat by my power. And I want to say to you, child of God, I want to say to you as you go into 2023, there is nothing that you're going to face this year that God cannot, through His power, defeat and overcome. There's no resistance or opposition of the enemy that God cannot break through. This is why I want you to hear me clearly that I do not believe that the church of Jesus Christ in America is going down. We are rising up because Because there's a remnant that believes he is the same God. What he did then, he can do now.
Here's another thing I want you to see. Remembering, depending, overcoming. Remembering will lead to you and I depending on Him and then overcoming through Him. Let me say that again. Remembering will lead to you and I depending on Him and then overcoming through Him. This is what the Word reveals in Psalm 20, verses 7 through 8. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Ah, when the dust is settled, if I remember his name, I'm going to be the last man standing. When the dust is settled, if we remember his name, we will prevail against the enemies of God. We will triumph. We will be the last one standing. And so here we are encouraged that when we are in the midst of battle, when we are engaged in warfare, the best thing we can do is remember the name of the Lord. And let me remind you that there is a God who has many names Because he wants you to know that whatever you're facing, he's got a name for it. He's got a name that guarantees there's nothing that you're going to face in life that you cannot overcome through the power of his name. Are you right now facing financial difficulty? He's got a name for it. It's called Jehovah Jireh. The Lord's provision will be seen. Maybe today you're battling sickness in your body. He's got a name for it. He's Jehovah Rapha. The Lord who heals you. Maybe today you're in the midst of a battle. He's got a name for it. Jehovah Nisi. The Lord our banner of victory. The one who causes us to triumph. Maybe today you're struggling in your sanctification. You're struggling in your growth. There's a sin that seems to be holding you back. He's got a name for it. He's Jehovah Makedus. He's the Lord who will sanctify you. He through the blood, the word, and the spirit of God. He'll break sin's power off of you. And an Enable you to overcome. Maybe today you're in the midst of a storm and your heart is full of panic. He's got a name for it. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord your peace. And His peace is going to guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. His peace gives you a blessed assurance that you belong to Him and He is yours through the storm and He's going to help you make it through. Maybe today... You find yourself wondering, does anybody care for me? Maybe you sense that you're all alone and nobody cares. He's got a name for it. His name is Jehovah Roe. He's the Lord, your shepherd, and you will not lack anything. Maybe today you find yourself feeling like my enemies outnumber me, but he's got a name for it. His name is Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of heaven's armies, and he's going to give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They're going to bear you up in their hands so that your foot doesn't strike against a stone. And the angel of the Lord encamps round about those that fear him and delivers them. And more are those that be with us than those that be against us because we've got the Lord of heaven's armies on our side. 
So remember his name. Because when you remember his name, it will lead to you depending on him. And it will lead to you overcoming through him. Remember his name. And I want to encourage you. If you have the Version Bible app on your phone or on your iPad, I want you to download a Bible plan on the names of God. And throughout the year, go through every Bible plan you can that has to do with the names of God, the names of Jesus, the names of the Holy Spirit, and read through them. Why? Because you'll find that as you feed on that, when you find yourself in a need, the Holy Spirit will quicken you with a name of God. That will help you to depend on God and overcome through God. And then, whoo, I want to encourage you by telling you to exercise remembering in the time of trouble. Remembering in the time of trouble. Watch this. Uh, this is Jonah. He's in the belly of a well because of disobedience. He was thrown overboard and ended up in the belly of the well. And this is him testifying in Jonah 2, verses 6 and 7. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. And then he says, when my soul fainted within me. I remembered the Lord and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. I want you to notice that what he describes happening in verse 6 occurred because of what he did in verse 7. What he describes happening in verse 6 occurred because of what he did in verse 7. In verse 6 he said, yet you have brought you have brought up my life from the pit, O oh Lord my God. What did he do? He offered up when he was feeling discouraged, his soul fainting. When he was feeling low, he says, I remember the Lord. And then he offered up a prayer to God. And God brought him out of the well. He brought him out of the belly of the well. God delivered him. I want you to notice something. It was his disobedience that, that got him to end up in the belly of a well. But in spite of his disobedience, he decided, I'm going to call on God. Some of you are afraid to call on God because you know you're in the mess that you're in because of your disobedience. But Jonah teaches us and so do others in the Word of God. If you'll dare to call on God, He'll remember you if you'll remember Him. In fact, we know Samson, Samson, Samson experienced his greatest victory when he prayed, remember me Lord one more time. And he experienced the death of more enemies in his death in that one act where God empowered him one more time. He experienced a victory that was greater than any victory before because that's the mercy of God. So I want to encourage you today. If you're in the midst of trouble, if you find yourself hard pressed and you say, Pastor, I'm here because I made a mess through my disobedience. I want to encourage you today. Call on the Lord because God has a ready ear and a steady hand and 
a powerful hand that is ready to exercise in reaching out to you, bringing you out of the pit. There is no pit of despair or depression or of sin that He cannot reach you in and bring you out of if you will call on Him. Woo! An unknown author penned these words. When you feel unlovable, unworthy, and unclean, when you think that no one can heal you, remember, friend, God can. When you think that you are unforgivable for your guilt and your shame, remember, friend, God can. When you think that all is hidden and no one can see within, remember, friend, God can. And when you have reached the bottom and you think that no one can hear, remember, my dear friend, God can. And when you think that no one can love the real person deep inside of you, Remember, my dear friend, God does. God does. Why do I say that? Because Paul said it. That even while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated His love for us in this, that Christ died for us. So I'm saying to you, you are not too far that His hand cannot reach you. You are not too low that He cannot rescue you. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of restoration. Today is is the day of your victory. Today is the day to turn the tables on your enemies. Today is the day to rise up and be the last one standing. How, pastor? Remember the Lord. Remember the Lord's name. Remember to call upon Him. Nehemiah encouraged the people to remember the Lord for what? Because He's great and awesome. He's great And awesome. John Piper wrote, If you don't see the greatness of God, then all the things that money can buy become very enticing. If you can't see the sun, you will be impressed with the street light. If you've never felt thunder and lightning, you'll be impressed with fireworks. And... If you turn your back on the greatness and majesty of God, you'll fall in love with the world of shadows and short-lived pleasures. A boy asked his father, Dad, what is the size of God? How big is he? The father looked up at the sky And saw a little plane in the far distance and asked his son, What is the size of the plane in the sky? The boy replied, It's really small. I can hardly see it in the sky. Then the father said, Son, let's go on a trip to the airport. I want to show you something. The boy jumped in his father's truck and off they went to the airport. As they approached the plane, the father asked his son, Now, son, 
How big is the plane? The boy looked at the airplane and said, Wow, Dad, that plane is huge. It's a lot bigger than that plane in the sky, isn't it? Then the father put his arm around his son and said, Son, God, God's size is like this plane. It's the same one you saw in the sky from a distance. And it looks so small. God's size depends on how close or how far you are from Him. The closer you are, the bigger God looks. The closer you are, the bigger God looks. So I want to encourage you in 2023 to do what James says. Draw near to God. And He will draw near to you. And the closer you draw near to Him, the bigger you're going to realize that He is. And that no matter what stands before you, no matter what you're dealing with, the closer you draw to Him, you will discover it's no match to your God. He's bigger still. He's greater still. He's more powerful still. Remember the Lord. He's great. And there's nothing that God cannot do. Father, we thank you for the power of remembrance. And we exercise it today. We remember who you are. We remember to call on your name. To re- we remember your name, Lord. And we thank you that you are everything that we need for everything that we face. You're greater, you're stronger, you're bigger. You're more powerful. Mm. I don't know what you're facing today. But I know the one who can help you face it and overcome it. The one who can give you the confidence not to retreat from the giant, but to run to the giant. David told Goliath, you come against me with sword and spear. I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied this day. He's going to turn you over into my hands. What gave him that confidence? He remembered the name of the Lord. And I'm saying to you, if you'll call on the name of the Lord... He'll give you confidence. He'll give you courage to be able to confront what you've been intimidated by, what's been trying to stop you from advancing and progressing in your walk with God, in your walk in experiencing the unfolding of the purpose and promises of God in your life. He'll do it. He'll do it today. I want to encourage you. 
to get closer to God because the closer you get to Him, the bigger you'll see that He is. Right now, I'm going to open up this altar, this front area. We call it the altar. For those of you that say, Pastor, I want to go into 2023 with the right mindset. I want to exercise the power of remembrance. I want to exercise the power of recall. I want to call to mind what God has already done in my life. I want to invite you to come to this altar and just, whether you want to stand or kneel, just come and take time to call on God, but also to reflect, to remember what He's already done for you. Take time to do that. I'm telling you, there'll be a shift in your mindset. There'll be a change in your perspective in His presence. When you look to Him and call on Him, He will work powerfully. I know it. The more I draw close to Him, the bigger I I discover that He is. That's what James says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. That's it. Come, come, come. The song is sung. I want to keep inviting you. And those of you online, call on Him right now. Remember the name of the Lord. Call on Him right now. Do what Jonah did. Call, call, 